probably get back to that tonight, but I, I felt the Lord impress upon me to preach this special Mother's Day message to you. Matthew chapter 1, and we're going to read through verse seven, 1 through 7. If you're all there, say Amen. A record of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham was the father of Isaac, Isaac the father of Jacob, Jacob the father of Judah and his brothers, Judah the father of Perez and Zerah, whose mother was Tamar, Perez the father of Hezron, Hezron the father of Ram, Ram the father of Amminadab. Aminadab, the father of Nehishan, Nehishan, the father of Solomon, Solomon, the father of Boaz, whose mother was Rahab, Boaz, the father of Obed, whose mother was Ruth, Obed, the father of Jesse, Jesse, the father of King David, David was the father of Solomon, whose mother had been Uriah's wife, or Bathsheba. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for a message from a genealogy. Lord, move in power. Bless each and every one that's online, those that have gathered here in this place. Let it be a message of encouragement and strength. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Now, our tradition is to have notes for you so you can fill them in, but um, this morning we we don't have them for you. Just going to preach to you and... uh, but I would encourage you to take notes. It's proven that you can remember better if you write things down. Hopefully, I'll be able to speak long enough and s- until I say something. And then, the genealogy of Jesus here in Matthew. Now, whenever I used to read genealogies, well, first of all, let me say that. When I first gave my heart to the Lord and started reading genealogies as I would read through Scripture, I thought, I'm just going to skip those. Because, and I still have a, practically a tormenting time pronouncing names. I'm just thanking the good Lord heaven above that there wasn't too many difficult ones in there this morning. I used to sort of skip them because I'm like, what's the point? But then as I grew up a little bit in the Lord and began to grow and study, I began to realize that genealogies are crucial. And genealogies are very, very important for many, many reasons. One of the things that a genealogy says is that God is concerned about every single individual, every one. Enough so that they would name them. I want to preach a message entitled, The Four Mothers of Jesus. The four mothers of Jesus. It's the it's the, the great and great great grandmothers of our Lord. The first one there in verse three, Tamar. Her story is told in Genesis chapter thirty eight. She married a, a wicked man, and God killed him for his wickedness. As was the custom, his brother was responsible for taking her on, so his brother married her. And he was a wicked man too. Gave her no children. And God killed him. The story is quite complex. But I would say 
moral of the, one of the morals in there is be good to your wife. And all the ladies said, I see some guys are like, Jesus, help me. I repent right now. God, you just. Tamar was an abused woman. She was abused. It's a lot of abused women. She was abused. She was neglected. She was abused. The next person we see in the genealogy of Jesus, in this message, the four mothers of Jesus, if you will, is Rahab. Rahab's story is told in the book of Joshua. She did not have a real good track record. In fact, she was a prostitute. You know, the other day I was at home and I was studying and Hannah was having her quiet time, my 10-year-old. And she's uh, having a quiet time reading the book of Ecclesiastes. And, uh, oh, no, Ezekiel. Pardon me. She's reading Ezekiel. And she's learning and growing in her gifts. And God speaks to her. She gives me the word of the Lord two or three, four times a week. I mean, comes and gives me a word from God. I felt like the Lord told me to give you this, Dad. And it's dead on for what's going on. Wisdom that's far beyond anything. I mean, it's amazing. She's 10. We just told her she could do it. And our great team is discipling kids up there like that. And she just believes it. And so she's stepping out and getting on fire. And it's exciting for a 10-year-old to see that. You don't have to wait till you, like, graduate from, you know, seminary or cemetery, depending upon what it might be for some. Well, some people go into seminary on fire. They come out dead as a doornail. Just because you went to Bible college doesn't mean you're all anointed. All right. Anyway, the point is anybody can flow in the gifts. She comes and she says, hey, Dad, what is prost- uh, prostitution? I thought, go back in your room. <laughs> You want to know how I answered that question? Because it, in the in the it's in there, it's in the word. So you know, uh, I said, "Well, honey, that is." Uh, I'm, I'm thinking prostitution. Lord, prostitution. Give me a Jesus. Help me. Ten year old definition. Prostitution. I said, "Honey, that is um, somebody that sells hugs and kisses." Why would anybody do that? I said, "Because they're bound." They're, 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 they're confused and they're hurting. Rahab, in the lineage of Jesus, was a prostitute. It's a prostitute. Wow. She turned to God, and God took her house. I've said it so many times before, which is a house of prostitution, and turned it to a house of salvation. Anybody that was in her house at the fall of Jericho got saved and spared. Everybody else in Jericho got wiped out. A prostitute. Wow. She was despised. Everybody say it. She was what? She was despised. In verse 5, we see, go ahead, look at your your Bible with me. And I'm looking at the NIV this morning. We see Ruth from Moab. She was looked down upon. Moab were, Moabites were looked down upon by Israelites. Her, Her husband had died. She begs to go with Naomi, is rejected. She's got no place to go. She doesn't go back to her home. She ends up walking into Bethlehem with her mother-in-law, but she was homeless. She's not only a widow, been through great grief, 
lost, lost her husband, lost her brother-in-law, and lost her father-in-law. She had all of that stacked against her. She also came from a, a culture that was despised and really rejected by God, a pagan culture. And God took her and used her in the lineage of Jesus. My, my, my. So Tamar, an abused woman. Rahab, a despised prostitute used by God. Ruth, homeless, rejected. And God used her to bring forth the lineage of Messiah. Bathsheba. Let's look at verse 6. Right about this time, you should start feeling like, holy cow, I think God can use me. Right about now. Right about now. I said, I've not a prostitute, but even if you were, the point is that no matter what you've been through, no matter what you've done, no matter, no matter what has happened to you, God can take your life, turn it around, and use it to bring forth glory. Come on, let's look at the next person. Come on, Tamar, an abused woman, Rahab, a prostitute, a despised woman, Ruth, homeless, Bathsheba, Uriah's wife. Man, she'd been through some stuff, happily married to a man of God, one of David's mighty men, David took her. She had no choice. Look, she's basically raped. Okay? She conceives her child dies. Look, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand if you've been through a hard time, but it's common to being a human being. The point is, don't let the hard time, the rejection, being despised, being maybe homeless, or being victimized like Bathsheba was, Don't let circumstances direct you in your life. Let them propel you towards God. Let it catapult you towards the Lord. She was basically raped. Her her husband was murdered. She lost her firstborn. I mean, she knew the pain and the sin of being victimized. And I would say that many people here and those online, those that will listen to this message later, know the same thing, know that same sin. Sin of being victimized. No, that same pain, I should say. Abused, despised, homeless, and victimized. All in the lineage of Jesus. Wow. You would think that the Messiah would come through some perfect lineage. Newsflash. There is none. Every family is dysfunctional. Some more than others. Some not as much. All of these women were abused, despised, homeless, victimized women, yet looked at as hopeless and failures even by the world. God chose them to bring forth the King of Kings. You know what that means for you and me? It means this. No matter what pain you have been through, and I don't mock your pain, but I want you to know that Jesus can heal you. No matter what rejection you have been through, no matter what kind of things that might have happened in your home or through your, your father-in-law or your mother-in-law or your ex-husband or your husband. It doesn't matter what you've been through. I mean, those things, they're horrible. But God didn't do it. Look, yesterday, yesterday Trent, and I went to, uh, Trent and I went to Anchorage. We knocked on doors and handed out flyers for the church. It was Trent's turn. I think I was on the cell phone. Shock, shock. Anyway, Trent went up to go talk to this man who was fixing his door. 
And he said, he said something like, I don't need religion. I don't need any of that. Then at the same breath, he's saying, I need as much help as I can get, but I don't need God. And he said this about, oh, I don't know, probably 55 on the way to 60 maybe. He said, I've seen people in so much pain, they cried out for God to help them, and he did nothing. Now, we could have got in a big theological debate and gone over that and destroyed that whole thing. I'm going to tell you something. God's not the author of death. He's not the author of pain. He's not the author of your, of your victimization of that which happened to you. He's not the author of your rejection. He's not the author of sickness. God is not the author of disease. God is not the author of depression. He's not the author of addiction. He's not the author of any of that stuff. You say, well, why does that happen? If God's so good, why does all that happen? Because there's evil in the world. You see, God could have a perfect world right now. Right now, He could have it, and it would, and poof, it'd be perfect. We just all have to die right now, every one of us. Because there's no perfect people in the world. Of course, Jesus was perfect. And he's our model that we, you know, what would Jesus do? We model our lives to be like Christ. Yes, He's our example, no doubt about it. Those things happen because of evil in the world, because of the fallenness of mankind, because there is a devil, Satan, who prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. This is what you must remember, ladies, gentlemen, boys and girls, Bubba, Jethro, you need to know this. God is good. Come on, say it. God, good. Devil, let it be a great revelation to you. Try it again. Online, you can try it. Go ahead. You ready? God, good. Devil, bad. God is good. Devil's bad. That's just the way it is. We don't understand why bad things happen to good people. All I know is, in the end, we win. You just stay steadfast. All of these ladies went through horrible things. The wonder of God's grace. How He can take somebody who is a prostitute, turn their lives around, and use them to be in the lineage of the King of Kings. Kind of amazing. He can pick anyone out of the dirt and use them. He can snatch anyone out of the fire and redeem them. He can pull people out from underneath the bridge, set them on fire, wash their sin, their guilt, their shame away, break off demonic bondages and iniquity, and use them to touch the world. He can do that. It does not matter where you come from. does not matter who your mama was, who your father was. It doesn't matter whether you've been rejected. doesn't matter whether you've been rejected. doesn't matter. Maybe you were raped. God forbid. Maybe you were abused. The truth is, many of us have gone through things like that. Here's the good news. What God will do for you is He will take your life and He will turn it for good. You say, is that in Scripture? Absolutely. Romans chapter 8. You want to turn there. Go ahead. I'm just about preached myself happy. So what do you know? You're just a preacher. Probably come from some preacher family. Never did anything wrong. Went to church your whole life. Not this preacher. My kids will have that testimony. Somebody say hallelujah. By God's grace, other than that, we'll send them to heaven early and not worry about it. Hallelujah. Just kidding. Sort of. You might get that on the way home. I've been through some stuff. I've seen some things. My life now in Christ is longer than it was outside of Christ, and I thank God for that. I wouldn't trade it for anything. This is a wonderful walk of joy and peace and excitement. Excitement. If your life with Jesus is boring, you need to trade up. There's there's more. There's... 
you, you need to trade in the religion and like get the relationship thing with him because it really is a lot of fun. It's joy, unspeakable, and full of glory, from glory to glory. Romans chapter 8, verse 28. For he will work all things. You need to underline it in your Bible. He works all things for good. Works together for good for those that love him and are called according to his purpose. What does that mean? That doesn't mean it's all good. Come on, you ever heard that expression? It's all good, bro. It's all good. It's all good, G. No, it isn't. It ain't all good money. Uh Uh-uh. There's good and there's bad. There's that's the way it is. Is it black and white? Pretty much. Yeah. It's discerning which is which, because sometimes bad comes in a good wrapping. And the good is the enemy of God's best. See, there's good things that aren't the great things that God has for you, and you can settle for those too. No matter what you've been through, God will turn that thing for, come on, say it. He'll turn it for what? For good. For those that that love Him and are the called according to His purpose. Now, God calls everybody. He wants everybody to come to Him, just not everybody will. Why? Because, well, we've got a free will. You've got to choose Him. Rahab, a prostitute, didn't just stay all up in her prostitution. She thought, whoa, we've seen the Jordan parted when you guys came, and I'm with you. She was a business lady. She understood. She knew, I'm a winning team. I want to be on the winning team. So she, she gathered her family, hung a scarlet cord that represents, you need to go read it, Joshua, hung a scarlet cord out of her window that represents the blood of Jesus. In fact, you'll see throughout all the Old Testament into the New the, the, uh, what is called the scarlet thread. You'll see over and over and over things that represent the blood of Jesus, which cleanses us from sin, right? Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus. It washes white as snow. No matter where you've been, no matter what you came from, you could be an orphan, you could gone through victimization, you might have been rejected. Jesus will take your life, wash away your sin, turn it all for good. He'll take that thing and turn it for good. Somebody ought to give Him praise in the house of God this morning. Come on! Rahab chose the right team. You need to choose. We all need to choose. He said, well, I've been through so much. Well, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you, said Paul in Philippians. Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Isaiah 41.10, do not fear, do not be dismayed. I will strengthen you, and I will help you. And I will tell you, you cannot make it. You will not make it without the help of God. You just won't. He removes dread of fear. He removes the dread of failure. Each of these women went through pain, went through hurt, and God turned it for good. God can do the same thing for you and me. He not only can, He wants to, and He has done that for many that are here.
Would you all stand up on your feet? Just begin to thank God. Lord, we thank you and we we bless you. We praise you. Lord, you're so wonderful and you're so great. Now, I didn't preach long this morning. In fact, if I could have a runner go get my musician, please, thank you. I didn't preach long this morning because I figure if we just let you out and pray, you'll get blessed and go hit the buffets before everybody else. Somebody say hallelujah. (laughs) All the men are like that. I'm coming back to this church right here. Come on, let's just ask. Maybe you've been maybe you've been hurt. Maybe you've been through some things, and, and it's common to being a human being. You just right now, would you just ask the Lord to just touch you and help you? Father, I pray. I pray for all those who have been abused, that you to heal them. I pray for all of those, oh God, that have been despised, those who've been left even homeless or rejected or abandoned, those who've been victimized. Lord, that You'd heal, that You would touch, that You would strengthen them and heal them right now. Wipe away their past. Wipe away their pain. Heal them, Lord. Heal them, Lord. Wash it all away. Wash it all away. Wash it all away. Oh, you make all things new. service here in just a moment. If you're not right with God, maybe you've never chosen Him. Rahab had to choose Him. Throughout Scripture, you'll see. Each and every person has to choose God for themselves. They have to choose Him. 
It's not just something that happens. You must believe Him and you must receive. You must repent. Turn from your sin and say, I want that. I want the all things new. I don't want the pain anymore. I don't want to do it my own way anymore. I know the Lord has been speaking to people here, men and women. I know it's Mother's Day. But all across this place, if that's you, and you want to give your heart to Jesus, every head bowed, every eye closed, please. Nobody looking around. You're serious about it. You're like, yeah. I don't know that I want to go to church or anything. Well, it's probably because you've been to some churches that have hurt you, and I'm sorry for that. I'm talking about giving your heart to Christ. I'm talking about being made right with Him. Going to church is 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 a normal part of living for God. If you don't want to go to church, it's because you got a hurt. You need to be healed of that thing. But if you're here and you're not right with God, you want to give your heart to Him for the first time, the very first time, or perhaps you're here and you've given your heart to Jesus before, but you realize, I I think I've... I think I've slidden away. You need to give your heart back to Him. You need to recommit your life to Jesus. All across this place, that's you. Maybe you just want to be sure of your salvation. You fit in any of those three categories, giving your heart to Jesus for the first time. Or number two, recommitting to Him, selling out. Number three, just being assured of your salvation. If you fit in any of those three categories on the count of three, slip your hand up. One, two, three. God bless you. Anybody? God bless you. Thank you for your honesty. Thank you. Thank you, brother. God bless you. See that hand? Thank you, Jesus. Anybody else? Thank you. God bless you. Son, right on. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, ma'am. God bless you. Praise God. Anybody else? I see that hand. Now, we never want to embarrass anybody. That is not the goal at all. But Jesus said this. His own words said this. If you acknowledge me before men, I will acknowledge you before my Father in heaven. If you deny me before men, I will deny you. I do have a theory over the years of ministry. I've seen that it, if somebody has a hard time stepping up in front of people that really love God, they have a very hard time living in a world that doesn't care one thing about it and perhaps might even persecute you for believing. If that's you, you're serious about giving your heart to Jesus for the first time or making a recommitment or you just want to be assured of your salvation, quickly come to the front right now. We're going to pray together. Come on. Come on. Come. Come on. Where are you at? Come on. Praise God. Put your hands together for these. Come on, church. Give a shout. Come on. Come right here. Come on, sweetheart. Leaders, would you come, please? Come. Come on, we're going to pray. There's still room up here. Come on, there's still room. Some of you still need to come. You say, I just can't do it. That's okay. You pray with all your heart right in your seat. It's all right. We've got some people that are going to help you. I'm going to take a little information and give you a Bible study. We're going to help you grow in the things of God. Look, it wouldn't be right if somebody gave their heart to Christ. They, they're really born again, the Scripture says, to become new. Well... How wrong would that be for a new baby to be left on some stairs somewhere? We don't want to leave you on some stairs somewhere. We want to help you walk in victory. Amen? We want to help you win. Come on, all across this place, let's pray right out loud. Say, Dear Jesus, 
Thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for rising again from the grave. Forgive me of all my sin. Come into my heart. Come into my life. Be my Lord and be my Savior. Wash me. Cleanse me. And make me new. Give me a hunger for your word. A hunger for the things of God. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for hearing my prayer. Amen. All right. Would you guys come and just minister to these right here all across this place? Just lift your hands to Jesus. Lift your hearts to Him. Just talk to Him. Thank Him. Thank Him for the gifts that you've that God has given you and blessed you with. Lord, we love you. We thank you. Hallelujah. We bless you. We bless you. We honor you. Thank you, Lord, for taking our lives and making them new. Thank you for washing us. Thank you for forgiving us and setting us free. Oh, God. Oh, God. How great and how awesome you are. You're so wonderful. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. 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 We give you praise and glory and honor. Jesus' mighty name. Would you take someone by the hand all across this place as we close this morning? Just reach across, take someone by the hand. Pastor Karen, would you join me up here, babe? So thankful you came. Happy Mother's Day once again. I hope you got encouraged. I didn't preach long to you. You go have a wonderful time with your family and and just rejoice. We will have church again tonight, 6 o'clock. There's no leaders meeting or anything. You just enjoy your family time. We love you so much and bless you today. Father, thank you for what you've done. Bless your people. Cause your face to shine upon them. Lift up your countenance towards them. Be gracious to them. Keep them and give them peace. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. We'll hope to see you tonight. Tuesday night, Holy Ghost night. Get plugged in. Be a part of that bus ministry. Different things that are taking place. Stop by our information desk right there. We love you. Praise God.